Rock and stone. Rock and stone. Rock and stone. Rock and stone. Welcome back to We're Too Literary. With the enthusiasm of dwarves unearthing precious gems, we're digging into the idea behind a deep rock galactic adaptation. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Kenny. That's right. Today we're donning our virtual mining helmets and diving deep into the cavernous worlds of Deep Rock Galactic. It's like if Minecraft had a baby with Left for Dead and that baby grew up to be a rock star. Literally. Really? Really? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing that accent the whole time? What do you what do you mean? This is always how I've sounded. It's a lie, sir. You are lying to you're lying to our audience. How can you, they ever trust us? You listen to our other episodes. This is exactly how I sound. What are you talking about? For shame. For shame. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get on with it. Now, diving straight into the heart of Hawks' four, the lore of Deep Rock Galactic is as rich as the veins of Nitro or mining. And it's not just about the loot, it's about the legacy of brave dwarves before us, and of course, the legendary Carl. Ah, Carl. The mystery, the myth, the legend. Every dwarf's toast. For Carl. For Carl. Excuse me. <laughs> Echoes through the caverns. Who was he? A hero? A martyr? An original dwarf? The devs leave it tantalizingly vague, fueling the folklore that's behind these spacefaring miners together. It's that sense of camaraderie, the shared history, and the tales of valor that really set the backdrop for our missions. And let's not forget, amidst the alien hordes and the darkness, there's a humor that lights up the caves brighter than any scout's flare could. Absolutely, Jonathan. Whether it's the banter between teammates or the dwarves' own quips about their predicament, the game does a stellar job of blending action, strategy, and comedy. It's a reminder that even in the depths of a perilous cave, a good laugh can be as valuable as gold. With our pickaxes in hand and our spirits buoyed by the legend of Carl, we dive in the depths of Deep Rock Galactic, ready to face whatever challenges await. For Carl! For Carl! And for all the players banding together to explore, extract, and survive, let's get mining. Right. Yeah, you're going to keep that accent out still? No, it really messed up my throat. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm not surprised. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. I think it was about a week ago, maybe a week and a half by the time this episode airs, they, at least the developers came out and said that they'd been approached about an adaptation for Deep Rock Galactic. I thought that'd be a fun one for us to, you know, kind of spitball off and see what we do. Definitely. Definitely. I full full disclosure. I know that you and our, our friends got into this game, gosh, a few years back, and I think it was on Xbox Game Pass. I picked it up. I remember installing it, starting it up. I think I played through the tutorial and then I played a mission or two with you guys and I personally didn't pick it back up after that. And it wasn't really because I wasn't interested. It was just one of those games where I felt like it needed to have a full squad to, to really thoroughly enjoy it. But uh, after I heard the adaptation was on the thought board, whatever you want to call it, that, hey, I'll, I'll pick the game back up and just give it another try. And so I, I spent a little time playing it recently. And honestly, I've been missing out. You have. I mean, it is a blast to play, especially with a full group if possible. But I've done a couple runs on my own and it's enjoyable. I mean, it's humorous. It's challenging. Each of the characters are, well, I wouldn't say care. Each of the classes are, you know, pretty unique and distinct. And it just, you know, you find one that fits you and you go for it. 
right? We've got the driller, the gunner, the scout, and the engineer. Did I get that right? That's correct. That is correct. Nice. Nice. And so, yeah, there's there's actually a lot of potential here for story. But the thing that I found most interesting was when you brought it up to me that you wanted to kind of explore this one for for an episode. I was like, OK, I'll I'll freshen myself up on the lore. I'll try and understand a little bit about what kind of angles they're already taking story wise just to find out that there really isn't any. There's a little bit of premise of like why you're there and what you're up to but outside of that there's no like built around lore for the entire the entire game itself it's just more of a hey you're dwarves you mine get down there and do it for the corpos exactly it's i think a great thing for us it's kind of free reign and yeah other than four dwarves mining i'm not sure if it's an asteroid or a planet fighting off waves of bugs and drinking their sorrows away and, you know, dying on occasion and then just kind of waking up in the bed. Are they, you know, do they get recovered? Are they clones? Nobody really knows. That's something that I think would be fun to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like, they keep coming back with that same set of memories, right? They just, it's not as if every single one of them knows the exact same things over and over and over again for something like this. I do Obviously, with the fact that they're just getting an opportunity to sit down and storyboard, that means that there is potential for all kinds of angles that they could take with this, right? They could either take it down the prequel route, like we get to know who Carl was and what happened, maybe something following revealing that. And of course, the comedic aspect is there. So we've got this great potential for a funny adventure plot line as a tv adaption is that something that you can really i can see it but i also question how long they can make something like it last without some sort of a goal to end up at right well i can agree with that but i can also disagree i think you could almost go a little old school animated with this so that for me that's a big thing i think this has to be animated Otherwise, it's just going to be ridiculously expensive to do this live action. In any Fully way. agree. But you go animate it, and it's almost, you know, like Family Guy or Simpsons style, where each episode's kind of a self-contained thing. You know, it could be technically an overarching plot, but it's not, it's irrelevant to what's going on. You know, like sure. each one is just humorous, and it's a mission they're going on. Maybe you do a couple mission arc, but... I don't think you're trying to plummet for a lot of super deep depth. The game's not, I mean, the game has a lot of depth to it in the sense that you have loadouts and more skills you can build, but really it's just about launching into a mission, playing for half hour or so, collecting a bunch of ore to try and fight off the bugs and complete your mission and get out. Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. I think you'd have a couple random episodes where you, where they'd all die and then wake up in the med bay just like what the fuck how do they get back there are they clones are they you know they get recovered somehow because one of those pieces of lore is that nobody knows who carl is i mean he's in he's mentioned in the game it's always for carl for carl thank you i appreciate you not letting me down there it's like if you know nobody gives you back a rock and stone rock and stone you just kind of felt left hanging, and it's kind of sad that you have no friends. <laughs> if you're on the 
Reddit board, they talk about maybe Carl was the original dwarf. He died, and all these dwarves are just clones of Carl. Nobody knows. Well, that's kind of the fun oh, of it. Interesting. They just develop differently, appear differently. No big deal. Yeah. Well, I think you could play into that because at any point you can unlock new cosmetics and change the way your character looks. There's a little station for you to roll up to and do that. I would incorporate that into the show. I think it'd just be offbeat, irrelevant humor, even you know, like Rick and Morty style. Okay, sure, sure. Do you think it would be more anthology in style? Or, because I mean, comedies generally end up more in that sitcom zone of a foundation-like format, right? And I'm just thinking about how they could probably get away with this from a, a sitcom perspective. But also, I could definitely see some style of, of anthology where it's really about the independent stories that are told. But I would also imagine that that could be a that would be a very short series, right? Like, well, not necessarily, but I mean, I, I would think that it would probably be the number of stories that could be told that are engaging and exciting, fun might be a little bit more limited than if they were to just kind of go from from episode to episode with development between between the four characters if it were more of a sitcom style i i would imagine we'd have each of these dwarves in their individual roles and it would be kind of following each one of them back and back and forth between a plot b plot kind of seeing how how those develop over the course of the series and then a lot of it being just to me this is something that feels like it should be comedy comboed with at least if it's animation for sure a level of I don't want to say ultra violence, but at least you see how the bug alien nasties get obliterated in the game. They explode in oh yeah, a glorious there fashion. Would, there would definitely have to be ultra violence. There'd be ultra violence of dwarf against dwarf accidentally, and that's part of the game is throwing down a C four to clear out some bugs. And whoops, one of your teammates is in the way. Oh well, oops, that blast radius. Am I right? And I, I mean, be hilarious. And yeah, yeah and I, I get your point. I, you know, I could see you need some kind of long term goal, and that's where you know that would be a good. We'd have to figure out where to go. Like w the whole point of the game is just doing missions and you know surviving. Like there is no end stage. You can prestige and keep going and keep leveling up your character. For as long as you want to play. I mean, I've seen people with thousands of hours. Sure. Well, and I've noticed that this community around Deep Rock Galactic seems to be very uplifting. It's a very positive community from what I have gathered so far. And so there is clearly a lot of love out there for this game. And they kind of have to be careful with that because they have such a loving community. Something like this could really upset a group of people that are really, really fond of a game. There's not a lot of game adaptions that I would say were like super successful, in my opinion. One that I can say did do well, and we talked about this one in a previous episode, was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That was a fantastic adaption of a game. And they that was... Oh, uh, was that Studio Trigger? Am I getting that right? I will have to look that up real quick. I think that was the name of the studio that handled it. And shoot, if... If they got that studio on board for, it for was something like this. Trigger. It was? Okay. Well, all right. It's it's just 
Trigger. It's the oh, Japanese animation Trigger. studio Trigger. Got it. Okay. For some reason, I think I've always heard it referred to as Studio Trigger. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard that as well. You know, maybe they've changed or, you know, there, there's some background there we just aren't well versed in. And it's probably not super pertinent to this. So it is not. So we'll keep going. Yeah. How about Slice of Life? Yeah. And I mean, I guess I would agree with that. Like, I think that's kind of what I was thinking where each episode could be a standalone or a couple episodes, like a little arc standalone. But it's just about more of the camaraderie and the relationship building between the dwarves. Yeah. You know? And it, it it's kind of, you know, we we would be plumbing the characters in the show for humor and telling tales and exploring and eventually I would, you know, depending on how long we go, I think end the show with them still just mining away. Yeah. For Carl. For Carl. Yeah. I, I think there's all sorts of fun and amusement we can play there. You know, we can spend an episode in just a station where they play drinking games or try and throw the fucking ball. No, not ball. The barrel into the hoop. <laughs> Stop kicking the barrels. You can't stop kicking the barrel. Or, you know, you turn off gravity and fuck with shit that way. Yeah. There's there's potential to, like, have them just be telling those stories, but then also the occasional, like, dive into the into Hoxie's Ford and doing a bit of mining and getting to see some of the interactions that they have as they traverse some sort of scary-ish, deadly cave. Correct. Well, you know, eventually they'll do missions taking on, I forget the name of them, but there's like these giant eggs that hatch like massive creatures they have to fight off, which is intense and a lot of just chaos. You know, there's all sorts of random enemy types that like there's one that chases you forever, but you can't damage it. So you just constantly have to run away from it while you're fighting other shit. You'll get like for me, I always enjoyed playing the driller and I always take the shortest route possible back to the pod, even if that means drilling my ass all the way back. Just in a straight line? Just a straight fucking line. That's that's fantastic. So I have seen some like as as I researched a little bit of this to try and bring myself up to speed with, with some of the ideas around it, I have heard a bunch of people mention and I'll admit I still need to go watch this myself, but I believe you've watched all of Love, Death, and Robots, right? I have not, actually. I've watched the first season. Okay. I've been meaning to get to the rest, but I have not had a chance. Somebody mentioned that this could very well be just a continuation of a concept of one of the episodes where a squad has to take on a horde of aliens all night long. And if you just were to take that squad and add dwarves and beer, you would get a series. I love it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's Starship Troopers with dwarves and mining. True, true. I They definitely do have that Starship Trooper-esque look of those gnarly, gnarly alien bug things that skitter across the wall like friggin' spiders and have increasingly stronger armor as they go. Fracking terrifying. It'd be hilarious. You'd have good jump scares every once in a while. I mean, in a in a cave setting like that, you'd have to. I feel like you couldn't be traversing a cave and not have there be elements of everything like i i can't imagine that this would be a series that wouldn't touch on a little bit of 
multiple genres. It would have to have the comedy because it's dwarves and, and the beer and the drunkenness. There's got to be a little bit of drama because there's got to be some potential for the dwarves to maybe not necessarily like each other every time because why would we stick with the necessarily the same four all the time unless there was a very distinct set of four that they decided to flesh out characters around and i guess for me i would almost imagine a bit of that sitcom trope i would see something like an office or parks and rec where it's shot in not necessarily in the mockumentary style, of course, but just like having more of those character dynamics where we follow the plot lines of multiple mainline characters up to, you know, maybe two different squads of of dwarves plus their higher ups that they're, you know, maybe interacting as well. And then kind of bringing all of that together. But then, you know, we've got, again, the comedy aspect of it would be just kind of that banter that they throw around and the camaraderie that they have then you get a little bit of the once you're actually in the caves it shifts gears and we're more into a an an intense and spooky zone where you know oh it's really dark down here they're throwing around flares and they're getting ready to to mine some ore but they hear some they hear some sounds there's some skittering behind and they start looking around and there's there's nothing to be nothing to be found wave their flares they're they're looking their headlamps are shining in various spots and nothing nothing happens and then all of a sudden just in your face with these skittering bug things or one of the flying fleas those fleas are way too big to be called fleas by the way they're they're massive they're giant lantern bugs and then you'd have loot bugs that you know maybe there's a division between the dwarves deciding you know whether they'd want to destroy them for the loot or if you know they want to take them home and have them as pets right i when i when i killed my first loot bug in the game it was like uh a loot bug i don't feel great about doing that and i was like oh am i not supposed to kill those apparently they have a fondness for that i i mean i've i've done so with everyone i've come across because i mean if you're going to carry the loot one of them even says it flat out they say it flat out. They're like, hey, hey, you chose to carry loot, and that's what got you killed. Exactly. So there, there's a lot of possibilities here, but I think that would be kind of the approach that I would take personally is to build up a foundation of four to eight character stories that I would want to introduce throughout the series and have kind of like potentially be interchangeable, maybe have have the squads actually you know sometimes mix and match but they're all they're all friends maybe one of them or two of them has a bit more of a michael and stanley vibe if you will where it's like stanley never respected michael but michael loved stanley but they could just never make it work until until a big blow up and then you know something something along those lines with maybe a couple the dwarves not necessarily agreeing eye to eye on maybe it's the loot bugs who knows but taking elements of that and and having some fun scripting going on there but then having a very fun action-packed dive into the caves and really bringing in that we're teamwork and we're fighting together and we're also mining together because that's what we're really here for and maybe there's some some fancy fun thing that they find in the caves that eventually leads them on a different adventure something that they're keeping from 
their corporate leaders, but using their equipment to try and find. It could be fun. You kind of gave me an idea. I, I like the idea of doing a mockumentary, but I'd also, you know, I think I'd have it play out over a couple episodes as a way that the corporation is trying to make money, more money off the dwarves, you know, but also as a way to try and keep them in line. But I'd also then, you know, maybe like halfway through the season, the the camera crew gets killed off and we switch to another style. Oh, yeah. Actually, that would be fun to see because the the dwarves are obviously seasoned and they know what they're doing while they're down there taking care of business. But the camera crew that follows along may not be as seasoned as they should be for taking on an adventure like that. And they don't always make it back. How would they like get the it. footage back? The cameraman probably couldn't die unless, unless they grab the camera. Well, the other part is either, well, I mean, why would the film just not be automatic? It's it's nebulous when and where this is. Movie the magic. Data could just be re- transmitting back at all times. Movie magic. You just ignore that part of the plot and it just comes back. <laughs> right. I mean, the other option is, you know, Mule itself is doing the recording. But I think that limits us a little too much to what it can see. But it could be kind of fun as well. Yeah. But it also, I think, would be a lot of fun because we then incorporate this idea that the corporation is always trying to just make more more money off of the dwarves by doing different things. Sure. Trying to get them to mine different resources and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, they do the mockumentary for a while. Then we go, you know, threats with like suicide squad style doing a lethal company kind of situation where if they don't hit a quota you know the corporation's going to kill them and you know bring new clones in this also begs the question if there's other races out there like if we've got dwarves generally when you have dwarves there are goblins somewhere and not to mention there are elves these races tend to exist coexist in a lot of fantasy, do you think that this would be a purely dwarven story? Good question. I think we would develop that. I mean, so the only other character present in the game is somebody known as Mission Control, who has no beard and so might be human for all we know. We can't really tell. Right. We just get his face. I was going to ask. I feel like I feel like they kind of do have this human appearance, and and maybe the humans are are really the problem as far as mission control goes, because maybe this is just a, an extension of capitalism in space. It's definitely capitalism in space. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of a given, but you know what I mean? I do, but I think that'd be fun to play with. Definitely. Definitely. I think there's a lot of potential for what they plan on doing with this. It sounds like it's a ways out. You know, it's just, uh, they were just mentioning that they had been approached about a TV adaption, which I think is pretty interesting. That out of all of the media out there, Deep Rock Galactic has clearly left a strong impact in the gaming community enough so that they were like, maybe we talk to them about turning this into a show slash movie slash something. And that says something about this game. So I'm definitely going to give it more more of a go now that I I've had it for gosh, I think I pulled it out of my July 2022 humble bundle. so that's a far reach i've had it for a while and i just never redeemed the key to add to steam because i had played it uh, you know that few times in in xbox game pass and just 
didn't come back to it. So, but I think as long as they go animated with this, I do think that a live action would be too much. The I don't think it would work would well. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the amount of CG, the amount of like, just it wouldn't look good. I mean, some of the dwarves have the most ridiculous looking beards. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff. And I think I'd want to incorporate that as part of the story or the show is like they roll up to the character change machine and decide to change your skin, hair color and beard just on a whim. Yeah. And we haven't really seen that being having been done in any other shows, right? Not as far as I can think of. Outside of maybe, say, some anime that leans more on the massive multiplayer online stuff but generally the main characters don't tend to change their fit very much if i remember right i'm trying to remember some good ones but like the only one that's coming to mind right now is sword art online and i don't remember if they really change their appearance outside of between seasons and of course as far as i can remember like their characters look like their real personas and then even then, I think going into the new game, they still had similarities, but like outfits were different because it was a different world. But it's also been a while since I've seen it. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's been literal years since I last watched an episode of that. So I don't really remember myself. But I think that, you know, in the context of animated series that are based on video games of sorts, I don't think that's been done very much. And that would be pretty cool to see. It'd be a lot of fun. I think you could just go outlandish with it and play it up for laughs. Absolutely. This this has a lot of potential for a lot of laughs and, and a lot of good storytelling. And I mean, everybody loves dwarves. There's nothing not to love about dwarves. I do not love a dwarf. Well, yeah. It's like impossible. Agreed. Gimli. I mean, just Gimli alone. Gimli was badass. And he, he made friends with an elf. He did. He did. And that's why I think there's got to be some potential for other races to be involved in this series so that there's even some potential for some like clashing. You know, I, I think oftentimes goblins are not really friends of anyone. They're just them there for themselves. But yeah, there's a lot of potential here. Man, this game's only been out since. Has it? Did it really come out in 2020? He brought Galactic? Yeah. No. No? Okay. I don't think so. I'm gonna look uh, it up. We're going to have to find that out because, yeah, I feel like it. 2018. Okay, it was 2018. All right, so it's but it may have been early access in 2018 with a full release in 2020. Mm. Don't know. That that would make sense. That would explain why I'm seeing 2020 in their wiki. Okay, okay. Well, I think that this could be a lot of fun. But what do you think? You think it's going to be probably another couple of years before they get around to it? Oh, at the very least. I mean, like we said, it's. In convert or they were approached about an adaptation, but nothing's been signed, nothing's been greenlit. You know, somebody's just shopping around to see what comes of it. It could even be that you know that article was put out to kind of gauge interest, which we've obviously have bit. Yeah, you know, local yep. fishes. We've been hooked. Yep, agreed. <laughs> it definitely has potential, and so I would love to see where they're going to go with it. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd just love to see how something like this can can come to life on let's see what what service do you think would pick it up you think it'd be a netflix i would hope for netflix i'm not exactly pleased with amazon's new change they've mm-hmm. been doing well with their live action but netflix has done better with their animated stuff I, amazon if I'd you go, mess up I'd box machina netflix. you go for netflix okay yeah 
Okay. Okay. And you? You think Amazon? No, 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 no. In fact, I don't. I still. I'll give Amazon the credit they deserve in the fact that I think the Vox Machina series is fantastic. I think that the Expanse series is fantastic. They've got some. They've got some bangers for shows on their service, but I don't necessarily know if that's all of Amazon's doing. A lot of it centers around their platform and how the platform functions. And I'll just say that I would prefer it not be on Amazon for that. For that alone, I think maybe Hulu potential or I don't think about Hulu much. Hulu might work or HBO. Well, uh, Max. Sorry. I don't know. They might make it and then cancel it for a tax write-off. Yeah, let's not let Max slash WB get their hands on it because I, I I would hope that it would be something like Netflix or Hulu. Those are really the the two sources right now that I feel pump out the most consistent content and some of the honestly some of the better content. There's just not a whole lot of stuff that gets announced on the other services that I've been like, oh man, I got to go watch that. Nothing's coming to mind. Literally nothing. <laughs> So, with that being said, do you have any other thoughts on the matter? No. I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'd like to see this kind of come to fruition, how they would go with it. I do hope that Ghost Ship Games, the developer, has a hand in the creation of the show. Absolutely. If they don't keep the creators alongside for the ride, it's just going to end up like another Doom adaption, and I can't handle that anymore. Oh. You've been burned too bad, huh? Haven't you, buddy? I I don't even know. Like, I'd have to go back into the history of it, and I won't get into it right now, but I'll just say that I'm pretty sure that they barely talked to anybody from id Software about how that movie was supposed to go. And despite having Carl Urban and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I there it was entertaining, but it wasn't Doom. It was ridiculous, and we barely got to see anything in the way of I said I wasn't going to get into it. Just know that I'm still hurt about it, and it's been like a decade. I think it's been longer than a decade, buddy. It's like close to 20 years. It still hurts. It still hurts, okay? Some wounds never heal. 2005, damn it. Told you. Told you. Uh, all right, well, let's have great hope for Deep Rock Galactic getting the involvement that it needs from its developers as far as the story goes so that it actually fleshes out into something fantastic. You and me both. I'm, I'm like I said, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. And with that, I will say that sounds like it's it. That's uh, that's uh, that's our thoughts on on Deep Rock Galactic and how we think it should could go, and how we might do it ourselves if it were uh, up to us. Which who knows? You know, we're getting in early with this. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have some influence. Ears. Yeah, a little yeah, influence yeah. there. <laughs> I can only hope. With that said, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of We're Too Literary, where we talked about Deep Rock Galactic and the crazy upcoming potential for a TV adaption. I have been one of your hosts, Kenny. I've been Jonathan. And if you're not already following us on all the right places, be sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It might be follow on Spotify. And I'd say something about Google Podcasts, but that's going to get meshed into YouTube. So plan to see us on YouTube under We're Too Literary. Once that's there, we'll let you know. At the moment, it's not. But either way, thank you again. Thank you again for, for joining us. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. For Carl! For Carl!